All right. Um, I won't be here next week. I'm going to Israel on Sunday. So I'm going to Israel on an RCA mission. Um, so that'll be fun is probably the wrong word, but hopefully very meaningful. I got to see my brother also, so that'll be nice. So I'm leaving Sunday at one o'clock. So I'll get to get this on Monday morning. I hope I'll stay Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Wednesday night, Thursday morning at now it became three in the morning. Oh, I'm going to fly back. It's supposed to be at one in the morning, but now they shifted it. Yeah. So it gets you back like eight o'clock. So you have a whole day Thursday. So I'll be back Thursday morning. Fully functioning. I told you, Shiva. I said, I'll, I'll be back Thursday morning. Back in Yeshiva. Whatever. Help. What? The needs help. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank not you. Not long enough to be so, jet-lived. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to do a lot of sleeping, I don't think. But it's okay. That's not where I'm going. So, Mitzvah Shem. Yeah, so anyway, there won't be a show next week. But, um, by Mitzvah Shem. Hopefully, I'll go and come back, and I'll tell you all about it when I come back. Okay, so let's get started. We're going to start right from the beginning of the Parsha. From a story that is probably one of the most well-known stories in all of the Torah. Uh, but one, as always, the more we learn, the more we find out. So let's, um, and <clears throat> you're going to see, as you know, we like to do sometimes, to take things that are classic or chazals, things from chazal that we have heard a lot, and maybe we're going to understand a little bit, a little bit better. So the Torah tells us the following story at the beginning of Parshat Vayetze. Vayetze Yaakov mi Shava, Vayelech Harana. So Yaakov leaves Beersheba and he goes to Haran. Okay, already asking me a question. Already. Well, how close leaving? were they geographically to... Okay, Israel? how far are they? Good, yeah. Why was he leaving? Yeah, he's leaving. He's leaving and he's going, right? So, so we know he's, so he's, he's doing two things at the same time, right? He's Vayetze, he's leaving Beersheba because... He's fleeing his brother wants to kill him. So he has to leave Beersheba. Right? He's Vayetze. He's very specifically, right? He's running out of there. But he also has a very... He's not just running away to go hide somewhere. He has a specific, he has a specific goal of where to go. He's going to Haran to find a wife. So he's doing both at the same time, right? He's leaving... What? Yeah, right? You might as well. If you're going to leave, you might as well go somewhere. If you're going to leave, you might as well, might as well find someone. So that's the end of last week's Parsha, actually. The end of last week's Parsha. So... Yaakov, you know, Rivka is the one who tells, uh, again, a lot more, not com- no conversations happening between husband and wife. So Rivka says, let's send him to uh, find a wife. And yes, and yes, like, great. Without time. Without knowing that, ready. yeah, it's about time. Without knowing that Esav has already decided inside that he wants to kill him, and that's why she knows, and that's why she's sending him. Fine. He leaves, finds, he runs to Haran Vayifka Bamakom, and he arrives at the place. We've talked about this place a little bit before. Vayal and Sham Kiva Hashem. Imagine he goes to sleep there because the sun went down. Vayikach me'abneha makom. Vayasem me'rashosav. Vayishkav v'makomu. And what does he do? He arrives at the place and he, because the sun went down, and he takes from the stones of the place and he places them me'rashosav. His head around, around his, his head, head, at his head. We're trying not to know stories that we know, right? right. Not to remember the second grade Parsha project that I did with <laughs> with uh, Mrs. Cohen, who uh, right? We, we made the picture of him right with. But we 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 think we think we know what this looks like. But if you read it carefully, if you read the, the text carefully, not as simple, right? He arrives at the place and he goes to sleep because the sun went down, and he takes side and asks this: Vaikach may avne hamakom. From the stones. From the stones. He took from the stones of the place. 
and he places them from, from his head, around his head, near his head, something. And he goes to, he lies down, right, in that place. And he has a dream. There's a ladder, which is, has its feet in the ground, and its top goes all the way into Shemayim, presumably into the heavens. And behold, there are angels of God that are going up and down on that ladder. This is not a part we think about often. Where is Hashem? Nitzav Alav. Hashem is standing on him. <laughs> standing above him. God is standing, right? It's above Yaakov, Vayomar, and he says, Ani Hashem, I am God, I am the father, the God of your grandfather Abraham, and of your father Yitzchak, and the land that is, you're lying down on now, that's going to be your land. And he tells them a whole story. You're, you're going to have, you know, uh, multitudes of children, etc., etc. I thought it was fun. I was, someone was asking me, when my, my brother actually is, like, what was it like at the rally? I said it was so many Jews, I couldn't count them. It was like, you know, it was like, you, know, you, know? you know, it was like so many, like you couldn't even, right? So I said it was like, um, so fine, he has this whole dream, and Hashem says, the whole land's going to belong to you, it's all going to be yours. And then he says, uh, don't worry. Right? I'm going to guard you and protect you. Everything's going to be great. Great. Pasuk Tezayin. In Pasuk Tezayin, what happens? Vayikatz Yaakov Mishnaso. Yaakov wakes up from his dream. At least you know Yaakov has Nebuah while he's sleeping. I saw Alana and I saw Adam. She said, he still, I didn't get the answer yet. How could Avram stand up? He's like, I don't know yet. But, but he wakes up from his dream. Vayomar. And he, Vayomar, he says, Achein yeh Shashem Makom Azeh. Vayomar. Wow, this is a place where Hashem is. I didn't know. Wow, what this place is amazing. And what does he do? He gets up in the morning. And now what happens? Yaakov wakes up. And he takes the stone that he had placed at his head. He makes a monument, an altar out of it. He pours, uh, he pours some oil on it. What's the problem with this part of the story? Yaakov wakes up and he takes the stone that he placed at his head. What's the problem with that? We had said he took a few stones. He took, so, he took some his, of the stones right, from the place. One. And now it says he took the stone. Okay. And now he pours oil on it. Okay. Why do you pour oil on something? To anoint it. To anoint it. What does that mean? To make it holy. To make it holy. Like as an point offering. To make it. Like a point. Uh, yeah. Make it. Yeah. Set up for something kadosh. Right. You're going to do something in that space that is. Mm-hmm. A holy experience. You're going to bring a korban. <laughs> Good question. Where did you get the shemen from? Everybody yeah, everyone carried oil all around them. You know, it's like, it's like carrying deodorant, I guess. You brought shemen with you. You have a toothbrush and your shemen? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. It's a good question. Where did you get it from? I don't know. That's a good question. Is it idolatrous at all to put oil on a stone? It's a good question. It's a good question. Um, we assume not, but it's a good question. Why is that like, why is that not a problem? Why is making a, an altar not a problem? Yeah. Um, and he calls, He calls the place Beit El, but the place is really called Luz. We've had this conversation in the past, what the place is. Is it really the place where the Makam Amikdash, or is it some random place? Fine, and he takes a nether, and he says, If Hashem takes care of me, etc. And I'm going to come home, and God will be my God. And this stone, that I made in Matzeva, that I made into a monument, that I made into a monument, It'll be a place of worship of Hashem. 
Anything Hashem gives me, I'll give 10%. So there's like 23 different conversations we could have based on this story. What's a matzeva? What is that? Fine. What's miser? What, there's so many different things that come up here. But I want to focus on a couple of things that are, that are unique about this story. Um, number one, what's with, the, what's with the stones? He places the stones at his head. He wakes up, he uses the stone. He takes the stone and makes it into a matzeva. One thing to know about matzeva, the difference between matzeva and mizbeach, matzeva is always a stone that is unhewn. It's not touched by human hands. You don't, not you didn't, it's not carved. You don't do it. You just take a natural stone and you make it into a matzeva. That's what Avraham does. That's what Yitzchak does. But eventually, and that's what Yaakov does. But eventually, I don't know if Yitzchak ever makes a matzeva, but Avraham and, and, and Yaakov both do that. Eventually, the Jewish Hashem later says, do not make a matzeva. Hashem hates matzeva. It's all a question why that changes. But the, the point being that eventually we make mizbechot. But fine. But the bottom line is, it's seen as a place to serve Hashem and a matzeva. Fine. But you know, why does it start with a few stones and then it becomes one stone? He goes to sleep in that place. Good. Um, what's with the oil on the stone? Like, why is that something that... I never thought about why anybody get the oil. That's a very good question. I don't know where I got the oil from. Um, I'm not going to answer that question. I don't know. Right? But there's something about this story that is... There's a lot of pieces of this story that are weird and, and, and complicated. But why is this, this part of the stones and the, how he sets up this you know, um, marking place as to where he was? Right? Why is this what's prophetic about what Yaakov says? That this place will become Beis Elohim? Becomes a Beis Elohim. Becomes that spot. Right? Um, and we're going to see interesting conversations about which stone this is. But like, right, there's something very prophetic that Yaakov understands about what he, what's happening at this place and what will later happen at this place. According to Chazal, what did happen at that place already? Okay, that yes. Okay, yes, happened at that place already. According to Chazal. Not according to the, I mean, uh, let, let's, let's, let's look at one thing just for a second. But, but, All right, it's not a Beidel, but according to, according to Chazal, yeah. what is this space? So this space, I actually didn't even bring it for you, but according to Chazal, Hashem brings Yaakov back to Hamakom, right? The place, right? It's not just a place, it's the place. Why is it the place? What's the other place that's called Makom? When Yitzchak is walking with, with Avram, walking with Yitzchak, what do they say? Vayar es Hamakom merachok. They saw the place from far away. So Chazal connected the place and the place, ah, must be Makom right? It's the only place that's called the place. And by the way, throughout the Torah, what is Yerushalayim referred to as? It's never called Yerushalayim. We, we, it's a little bit of a fake out breakout that everyone says like Jerusalem is in, is in the Bible uh, hundreds of times it is in Nach it's actually nowhere in the Torah which is actually interesting don't tell like, yeah, people like, say that but it's hundreds of times it is hundreds of times in the, in the Tanakh in Nach and not in the Torah what's, it, what's the, the Makom, what's the what's Yerushalayim called in the Torah Hamakom the place that Hashem must choose. So that language of Bamakom, Hamakom, thus place is always referencing Yerushalayim. Why doesn't it mention Yerushalayim? That's a good question. It's a different share. It's a different share. Rabbi Kron, Beit El is further north. Yes, well, what, we, what, what we call Beit El, like Yeshiva Beit El, that's a different place. Beit El that Yaakov refers to. It's a good question. We saw, we've seen, we saw, said a different share. It's like my favorite writer in the whole world. But I said I wasn't going to say it today. My favorite writer in the whole world is, is Rashbam, who says it was Luz. It right. was a random place. Why? That's the whole epiphany, actually, is that I thought I need to be in a specific place. 
right? But I didn't this is a place you can talk to Hashem. And what Hashem's message to him is, you can find Hashem anywhere, right? It's a beautiful word. She said, I said it. But I said, yeah, what? You gave us the Torah This same one? Yeah. A few weeks ago. See, I told you, I can't, I can't get away from this Torah My favorite Torah Fine, but... That's not what I want to talk about today. But, I'm, I, but the point is, there's something about this place and about the, the stones and about his recognizing the place. There's something very specific that's going on here. Okay? So, but yeah, but ask me more questions first. That's okay. We're good. No, okay so far? There's a lot of, there's a lot of things. I didn't run to her all day. Somewhere. Like that, what? This, that this place is like the cornerstone of the world. Ah, mm-hmm. good, good. That maybe it's like the, that, that Evan. Right, that original Evan. Good, we're going we're gonna to see that in a second. So let's take a look at some of the Rishonim, and we're going to see they're going to give us some understanding of these avanim, these stones, the multiple stones, one stone, how many stones, why the stones are important. Did anybody else pour oil? I feel like we saw that before. Did they, the people have poured oil on a stone. It's not like a new people thing. pouring oil on things to make them sanctify. I don't know what it means to make them like. Um, we do it to we do it to a coin. Right. Kohen Gadol becomes, they pour oil on the, on the head of a Kohen Gadol. They do the same thing. They do that to, to, to Aaron a coin before he becomes a Kohen Gadol. We do it to every king. It's anointed. Yeah. It's, a, it's, right. it's an, anoi- an anointing. Yeah. Didn't and our they, own sons do something they weren't supposed to do when they, didn't they do something like this? When they they didn't trouble? use, yes, but they didn't use they oil. Use they used Keturus. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Keturus is the other thing we find a lot of, okay. but incense. But the oil, yes, is used a lot. There's a lot mm-hmm. of oil. Sounds as, like a hazing. <laughs> yes, but, but also for yes. stones, apparently this, they expect water to come because when uh, Moshe struck the stone, right, water comes, and he, the water was supposed to come out. Right. right. Yes, there's a connection between the stones and water. Also, you're right. That is true. That is true. So let's see what let's see what we see. Let's take a look at Rashbam. Rashbam is source number two. I don't put didn't put numbers on mine, but I think our numbers are the same. We have, we have two, right? Okay, I know. By the time I came to make yours, I put numbers. Okay, source number two, the Rashbam. Okay, the Rashbam writes. What does it mean? He took meavnei hamakom. He took again. If you're translating that phrase, he took from the stones of the place. That's what he took. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does the Rashbam mean? Yeah, he took from the stones, as you're going to tell me later. Now, later when he wakes up, what was, it, what was under his head or well, by his head? One stone. <laughs> Why? Because what, what does the word say? He took, he took one he stone, took a stone, yeah. right. one stone, stone from the group. Okay, right. I, know we have, I know partial projects. I know the measures. We're going to get there. Mm-hmm. But if you read in the yes. text, that's not what it says. Okay. It says he took me'avne. He took one. Mm-hmm. He looked at this whole right. group of stones. It's- also, Vayasim, not Vayasimim or something. Right, like Vayasim, he placed it. Right. Good, yeah, good. So he, he takes one stone out of this big, there's a lot, I don't know, there's a lot of rocks around. He's in, living in the, I don't know, where he, the, mm-hmm. there's a lot of rocks. So he takes one of the stones, he puts it by his head, and he goes to sleep. Fine, so let's just keep that in mind. That's a simple shot. Good. Rash, uh, next though. But again, if that's true, if that's true, well, let's, let's read the next one first. At the end, right? Because then there's two Rashi's. One from the beginning and now one from the end. At the end, what does he do? He takes oil and places it on the stone. Right? He did mishicha. Right? He did a, an anointing. By the way, we, by, just by the way, I didn't think about this until just now. What's the person who's going to like bring us, you know, at the end of the day? It's called mishicha. What does that mean? The anointed one. The anointed one. Right? Not Anakin's, Anakin's Skywalker, you know, like the anointed one, the chosen one, right? The, the, I'm, not even a, I'm not even a Star Wars person. But, right? but like, 
Right? The, the anoint, Mashiach means, literally it means Mashuach. He's the one who is anointed. Right? So when you, when you pour oil on something, you make it chosen for something specific. Right, Mashach osal kedusha for something sanctified. La hakriv alei korbanot b'shuvo. Why did he bring a korban now? No, but when's he going to bring the korban? When he returns. When he comes back. When he comes back. Kedichsev ba mishkan v'kelav v'yimshachem v'yikadeshosam. When it comes to the to the mishkan, they did the same thing. They anointed the kelim in the mishkan with what? V'yimshachem with oil. This is much later, at the end, when Yaakov has not made all of his money, and Hashem comes back to Yaakov, and he has another dream about sheep and things, and Hashem says, I'm the same God from Beit El. Remember we were in Beit El? And he says to him, You made a, a, you know, a, an altar for me there. Time to come back. And he does, by the way. He comes back, and he ends up bringing a korban right in that same spot. Right? So the thing that he had said to Hashem, Hashem said, I promise you I'll take care of you. He says, great, God, deal. If you take care of me, there's a different shear. Why does he say, like, only if you bring me back, then I'm going to find a different shear. But he says, if you bring me back, I'm going to, I'm fine, I'll bring a korban on this spot. Okay? And why does he say, he says, he said, yeah, bait Elohim, it's going to be bait Elohim. And she says, Rashbam, no korban out. He's going to bring a korban in that spot. So according to Rashbam, what's happening in the story? He takes a rock to lie on, because that's what people do when they go to sleep in you know, 4,000 4, years ago, if you're sleeping on the road, right? If you're sleeping on the road, that's what you do. You, you put a rock by your head, whatever. And then he, but then he has this amazing dream and he realizes, whoa, this is a really special holy place. And he takes the Evan that he had this, the dream on where he had that chalom, he had that nevuah, and he says, ooh, let's take this space now and flip it. Let's make it into a holy place. I'm going to come back to this place. I'm going to bring, I'm actually going to turn this rock that I just had, had a regular dream on. Whoa, this is a special holy place pours his handy, trusty oil, olive oil, brings it out of his holster, and he pours it onto the thing. And he says, I'm going to come back to this spot now that Hashem's promised me this whole thing, and we'll come right back here. And we'll use the same rock that I dreamt on, and we're going to use it for a, for a place of a korban. Was this the person, the person you said was traveling? You gave the share last year, maybe, about how he... How it was not weird to take a rock, right? Yes, 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 right? yes, yes. One of the like things a, that Rashbam says about... It was like staying in town and out of town. That when you would things. sit, you would... I think, in the, I think it's in the story of Lot. And, this, and the, they said... Right. Well, they say... They, when Lot wants to bring the, the malachim into his house, he says, come to my house. They say, no, no, no. Berachov nalin. We'll sleep in the street. Right, yes. And there's someone says there, Rashbam, somebody says, yeah, they used, to, they used to have places, like little places on the side of the road to go to sleep. And they would have like rocks there. Right, but they, okay. would, they would sleep in this little area. That doesn't sound so comfortable. But that's what they would do. So they said, no, we'll sleep in the, you know, the, the rock place. You know? So yes, it's the same thing that used to happen. So the bottom line is going to Rashbam. It's very simple. It's not fancy. But again, Rashbam also assumed this isn't Malcolm Amikdash. Right? He's making this less than holy place into a holy place. And he'll come back on his way out to sort of like reestablish this place as a place of serving Hashem. That's how the Rashbam is going to read this whole story. Okay? Good. Okay. Uh, and by the way, if you don't believe the Rashbam, the Ibn Ezra says the same thing. May Avnei HaMakom. You believe the Rashbam anyways, because we love the Rashbam. If we had to like invite one person to come to this year, I think we'd invite the Rashbam. I think we would. I think so. I don't know. I think we'd invite him. I don't know. He, he's not the, he's not the exciting, he's not the exciting pick. He's, Rashbam, Rashbam is not the exciting pick, but he's, you know, he's consistent. Anyways. Okay. So, uh, Ibn Ezra. Ibn Ezra writes, source number three, why from the stones of the place? Ta'amo, 
Achat me'avni ha'makom. How many? One. He took one. That's like Nazareth even himself says the same thing. Okay. Says the Chizkuni. <coughs> Let's get a little more exciting. Chizkuni writes, Vayikach es ha'even. Okay, he took the Evan that was now at his head when he wakes up. And everyone, all the Rishonim are bothered by this. He places them, these stones around his head, and then he wakes up, and it's one stone. What happened? One stone, many stones, one stone. And everyone's, everyone talks in, you know, either in one place, either in the beginning or in the end of the story. They have something to say. So Chizkuni says, and so now at the end, if he wakes up, takes the stone, says Chizkuni, Evan Shtiyahi, Shemimena Nishte Saolam. What is that stone? It is the foundation, foundation oh. stone. <laughs> it's the foundation stone. Okay. Happens to be that, that, that Yaakov chose the right one. The stone that he chose was the stone from which the world was created. Where, I, I, don't, I actually don't know where this first concept of Evan Shtia comes from. When you look at the story of creation, there's no foundation stone. I don't believe. I think I'm right. There's no, there's the Torah does not tell you, and Hashem, that's not true. We don't find that in the text. But we, we then end up with this concept of Evan Shtia becomes a thing, the foundation stone. Some people think Evan Shtia is where? Some people think it's the, if you go into, I've never gotten in there. So not Al Aqsa, right? So Al Aqsa is, the, is, the, is actually the, the mosque, right? right? The black one at the, so, all the way at the end. Right. But the, the golden dome, the dome of the rock, oh, is actually not a mosque for, for davening, for, for whatever they do, for, that, for their <laughs> prayer. It it's covers this big stone. Um, and so some say, I don't know if the Muslims themselves say it, but some think that that is the Evan Shtia, some, some of our own uh, Mepharshim explain that it is also, and that that might also be the Makom of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Not everyone agrees that that's true, that that's part of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, but, and that's probably the reason why it's so complicated to walk on the Makom of because you don't know exactly where the Kodesh HaKadoshim is. But one, one shot is that it is, that that is the Evan Shtia, and that the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and that's where the Aron was, right in that same spot, which would be the exact same spot where Yaakov was, the exact same spot where Yitzchak was, it all kind of goes together. It fits nice in a bow if it's that way. But, okay. If it's loose, it doesn't work. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, but if you're Chizkuni, so Chizkuni says that book, that Evan, is the Evan Shtia, Shibimena Nishtes HaOlam, how did Hashem like, you know, kind of like slide that one into his hands? I don't know exactly. That's what he did. Vayitzok Shem on our he continues, and then he poured uh, oil on it. Mashach otal likedusha lakrif alea korbanot b'shuvo mi b'dan aram. Right? He's, again, he's preparing himself for coming back. He says the same thing because also we find with the Mishkan that you would pour. Everyone's asking the same question. What's the oil? Why are you putting oil on it? And the answer is that somehow everyone, even in that time, already knew that pouring oil on something created this sense of you are designating it for Kedusha. Olive oil was always seen as this like very, you know, um, what do you want to call it? Like holy item in that way. Same thing Hashem tells him later again, I'm the God of this place where you did this. Fine. Dover Acher, different Shah says the Chiz. I'll tell you why he poured oil on it. The Siman Mashcha, he did it to see it, 
to make a symbol. Yeah, but not symbol like symbolic, like spiritual per se. Kedeshiaki rena kishi yachzor. That he'll recognize it when it comes back. Right, it's to mark it. Like this was the stone. So I don't know. So the oil won't get washed away. No, but that's the thing about oil. It's water repellent. So it goes onto the stone. It'll get absorbed into the stone. And even if a rainy season goes by, it'll it will have stains. That thing, yeah. It stains stone. It stains yeah. stone. Yeah, I think so. I think it would basically darken the. It darkens the, stone the thing. You would, it would look water. different. Yeah, like for a long time. And you're right. It does repel water. Right. right. Oil and water don't mix. That's why you have to treat your granite. Right. Because otherwise, it stains the stone. <laughs> um, that's the title this year. Stain the stone. There you go. Um, good. So that's another possibility. He just wanted to know which one to come back to. It wasn't like right. he knew anything about olive oil. Olive oil was not, that's what people cared about. It was just like, you know, how do you wash your hands in the morning? You use olive oil. I don't know. I'd make that up. But like, there, it was something people would, it's true. People would, people would anoint themselves, right, with oil. It like was a real put thing. put it on and then scrape it right. off. It was a thing. how you would clean yourself if you're going on a journey, in ancient times. To put olive oil on your body. It's oh, did you drink it? Okay, good. What about, like, most people when they go on a hike or something, they will build a little something to, like, I'm saying that is how, sorry. Like a road marker. Yeah, like, that's how you're going to find it again? A little stone with a... Well, it might have been a big stone. It can't be that big if he moves it. And he put his head on it? He's like, I take that boulder from my But it also is Murashasav, and not, we don't know for sure it's under. Like, it could have been marking... Near his head. Right. Near his head. Maybe it was like a... Protection, you know, and I'm, to, I'm sleeping behind. And to be fair, to be fair, the next story right. is yeah. Sense, but he has to be able to move it. Oh, yeah. ah, but hold on, the yeah. next story. Right. If you want to do, if we're going to do midrash to midrash, okay. the next story is he goes to meet Rachel and Leah, right. and what does he do? He moves, he moves a whole stone off, off of the well. well. So I'm just saying, right. if we're looking for one guy <laughs> who's going to be the guy to move the big stone, right. we have our man. So I'm just right. saying, it just, I'm not, he does yeah. he's good. Yaakov is a strong guy. Bit, you know. All that Gemara learning in the tent. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly, exactly. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just it happens to be, it's cool, it fits it. Okay, yeah. but let's keep going because we're not done. I'm not even close. Okay, so let's go. Rashi, source number five. Rashi's going to tell us something to make you feel really good because you're going to recognize what he says. But Yasim me Roshosov, Asa'an Kimin Marzev. Saviv Larosho. How do we translate the word Marzev? I have no idea. I think a Marzev in 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 um I'm looking for my Google Translate. Um do I have it here? I thought I did. Don't I? Um a Marzev in in uh here it is. I'll tell you what I think it is. See if I'm right. Yeah, it is, it's a gutter in English. In like modern day Hebrew, marzev means a gutter. So I think it doesn't mean a gutter here, but it means some type of like protective thing, right? It's some type of protection, right? He makes it as a, as a protection around his head. He's nervous about animals, right? So he puts like some type of like, and by the way, that means he's wearing like little pebbles. It's like relatively large stones to be some type of protection for him while he goes to sleep. I don't think the... the Animals can't step over the stones. I don't know exactly like, how that works, but so maybe they, they won't see. He's hiding, right, but right. these are large. But these are relatively large, large rocks. Right. And these are not little stones. We like in the projects, we make a little thing around his head. Right. It was, a, it was your, these were some type of large boulders, or some size boulders that provide some type of protection. Fine. And what happened? Says Rashi, quoting the Gemara, "Hischilu mirivos zu imzu," and the boulders, the little rocks, they start to fight. 
Hashem makes a miracle and they become one and they all win. And now it's the Evan which he placed by his head. Which by now you're like, hmm, that doesn't really work. That's not what it means. But Kli Chazal used this Avnei Hamakom and now Evan. There's clearly a transition from multiple rocks to one rock and they turn this into a fascinating story which really seems to make very little sense to us. Why do we need this story? What does, what does it add? They're fighting and they become one. It's nice, right? It's nice. So what does this mean? Okay? Anyone think they know what it means? The story? His 12 sons. Ah. Uh, fight. But we're all one in Okay, good. It's a very nice symbol. It's good. Do we know it's 12 stones? We do not. We do not. Right, we don't know. You know it's a nice, we it's a nice, it's, 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 it's nice imagery. Plausible as the rest of the story. So. It's nice imagery. It is nice imagery. We're going to see that some talk about that. But it, it, right, we don't find, you don't even find twelve in the story ever, anywhere. But yeah, okay, but yeah, that is a nice. It's a nice imagery. Look at the kliyaka. I'm going to show you the kliyaka. I'm going to show you one more idea from Rav Zevin. The kliyaka writes as follows. Source number six. What? No, you didn't. You ended our sheet with kliyaka. It is. I know. Rav Zevin, I don't have anything. I don't have it for you. I'm going to have to tell okay. it to you outside. Yeah. I searched this morning for the Rav Zevin, but I couldn't find it. Um, but I have it in my notes. So the Kliyakar says as follows. Right? He now knows that this place is going to be like this very special house of Hashem. Right? That we're like, the sun rotates around this place, that this is right, like Chazal says, also, the Gemara says that, that Eretz Yisrael is really the top of the world, and everything spins around, right? It's like the top, and everything spins around Eretz Yisrael. So, um, He therefore took some of the stones, put them around his head, to see how, show how much he loved this area. Okay? It's kind of backwards order. Right? He, didn't, right? he put them around his head, it's, you know, it seems like after, you know, he, he's saying it after he realized, but, so yeah, he had put them around his head. The puzzle says to him that your avadim love your stones. So he like has a, right? We have people who, many stories of people who came to Herod to sell and the first thing they would do when they get to the land, they would kiss the ground, right? They, so like, that's the thing people do in the airport and you could still do that. You know, I think still today, when you go nefesh benefesh. To let you off on the ground, right? So you can kiss the ground. And he took 12 stones, like you said, Jess, like the 12 tribes. How do you know he's going to have 12 kids? I don't know. He's Yaakov Avinu. He knew he was going to have 12 kids. It's a Symbol, hint. Okay, so he says, he's quoting, this is what the, the Rav and the Mora, meaning the Rambam, said in the Mora Nebuchim. Now that's why Hashem Ha'elim, this place, meaning Yitzchak, Avram Yitzchak found the place, Yaakov finds it by accident, and when it comes time for David and Melech to decide where the base of nature is going to be, he doesn't know where it is. He isn't told. This is the spot. Okay? Hashem made it, he didn't know where it was. Shiyamakam Mikdash, right? That this place should be the Makam Mikdash. Vehecha Melech, and the place, the palace of the king. Kadesh Loyiyah Meriva, 
Binashratim. Why did Hashem not tell Kalah Yisrael where the place could be? We asked the question, why does he say, I'm a Kama Shayyifcha Hashem? I want to have the base of Midrash in my, my Nachla. So if, if they would have been told originally when they're in the Midbar, and by the way, we're going to go to Yerushalayim, Bamakom, that Yitzchak and Avram and, y- and, and Yaakov all went into that place. They're like, oh, that place? Great. I want that to be my chilek. So Hashem said, I'm not telling you where it is. That's one shot. Why I didn't tell them? Okay? So you don't want them to fight about it. They're all going to want that place. Hashem will choose it later. I'm not telling you now what the place is going to be. Later on, David buys this place, this threshing floor from this guy, Arnona Hayavusi. What did he do? He took money from everybody. He took money from all the Shvatim in order to buy the land. explains that This fight. And then becomes one stone. Zehaya os umofes ala os. It's supposed to be a symbol of the future. Shakachatiya miriva ben avneam avne nezer shneim asar shifteka kikol sheva yomar ayalayaniach tzadik tzadiko shaolam. Right. I want the great tzadik of the world, meaning Hashem, to rest his head on my place. Zeh beis hamikdash. Okay. So that's one very nice pshat that this whole thing is a is a story about what's going to happen. So the reason why Hashem doesn't tell us where the base image is going to be, and then later on, it ends up getting bought for everyone to, to keep together. Fine. It's very nice. Very pretty. I want to share with you one other idea. And the one other idea comes from Rav Shlomo Yosef Zevin. Rav Zevin has a savior called the Torah Lamaudim, which I don't own in my house. Which is why I didn't bring you a copy of it in my sheet, so I'll have to get it. But um, he's very beautiful to Rav Zevin. And Rav Zevin... Um, a very he, uh, I think passed away sometime in the middle of the 1900s I think and he uh, and he writes the, he says the following we know we've talked about this before actually as we've been going through some of the, the Avos that the Avos each represent a different one of the Tfilos right Avram is Shachris Yitzchak is Mincha we talked about that a couple times ago and Yaakov is Marif Vayifgav Makom and Pegia is Tfila he's at that spot fine but Rezevan argues that not only did each of the Avos sort of institute a different Tfila but that each of the Avos actually represented in their life that tefillah. Avraham is very much a shacharis type of Jew, right? Avraham was like, first of all, he gets up early all the time, and he's like always, whatever's going to happen, he's positive, he gets moving, he does things, he's a trailblazer. Avraham is like the, the shacharis guy, right? He's up early and moving and going, and right? right? Yitzchak is very much like stay the path, right? He's in the middle of the day. But Yaakov is a Marv Jew. Because Marv is Davin when it is dark, and it is scary, and it is hard. And Yaakov's whole life is dark, and scary, most of it. Actually, what does Yaakov say that to, to Paro when he meets him? Paro actually says to him, how old are you? Because <laughs> he looks so old. And he says, me'at viraim. Right? My life has been, my, the years of my life have been short and bad. And I'm like, that's <laughs> That's what Avram like, right? But he had a hard life. Yaakov had the hardest life, probably of all the Avos. He had a very difficult life, right? He runs away from Esau, and he gets, goes to Lavan. He lives there for 20 years, and it's terrible, and it's hard. And, and Dina, and Yosef, it's like a lot of hard things in his life. Imagining so, all those kids and four women. The kids. <laughs> that also, that also, right? So Yaakov has that pain and suffering and challenge, right? Um, and it all, and all that, 
difficulty. Where does it start? The first night of it. In this place, by Makom. On Makom. Right? It's the first, as far as we know, it's the first night after he runs away from Esau. Right? All was good and fine until his mom made him steal the bracha. And then, like, everything, he blames it all on his mom. Right? Of course, that's what, right? Most of our childhood issues, right? We, or adult issues. Right? But he, right? His mom sends him, and then this is it. His life has now fallen apart. And basically, from this point out, Right? There's another vort that we've said before. The Vilna Gon says, she says to him, I'll take that. He says, what if he's gonna, your father's going to find out who I am? And he says, she says, it'll be on my shoulders. So oh, the Vilna Gon says, I am Lama Yud. Esav, Lavan, Yosef. All these bad things. She basically says to him, like, we were in Samantha's kitchen. Very good. So she basically, you guys are great. So he basically says, basically Vilna Gon says that. What Hashem basically says to him is like, you know what, Yosef, basically she says to her son, it's like, you know what, Yaakov, it is going to be hard. Your life is going to be hard. It's going to be worth it, but it's going to be hard. And that Yaakov lives a life of Marif, right? A very difficult life. Fine. So he shows up, and this darkness has like come to his life. And what does Hashem do? Kiba Hashemesh. What is it? According to the Medjish, what happens? Hashem actually makes it dark early that day. Why? Because he wanted to dive in that spot. He wanted to have a dream in that spot. But fascinatingly, that for, that's a word, when when Yaakov begins his journey as Yaakov Avinu, it starts with Hashem making it dark. Hashem makes it dark on him right away. And Hashem says, I want you to sit here and lay here and experience. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you. Wherever you go, I'm going to take care of you. It might be hard, but I'll take care of you. And he has that dream at that, in that spot. And he davens Marif, whatever that means exactly what his Marif looks like there, right? And, he, and Hashem still take care of you. He says, great. So what does Yaakov do? He gets up. And he takes the stone that he was lying on when he had that dream. And what does he do with it? He, he, he turns it into a matziva. So Rezevan says something amazing. He said, and I don't know how to explain this exactly, but he says, in the Sifrei Chachmei HaEmes, I don't know what Sifrei Chachmei HaEmes is, it, means, it literally means the books of the wise truth seekers. It means like Kabbalah, right? That letters are called avanim. They're called stones. Letters on their own mean nothing. A letter by itself has very little value. Right? A letter only has value when what? When you put it in order with other letters. If they're jumbled letters, they also don't mean anything. Right? It's only letters once placed in order. I go, oh, right? You ever done one of those things, right? In like cars, whatever it is, and I eventually go, oh, now I get it. So it says Rezev, and that's what Kash Baruch was telling, telling Yaakov. Your life is going to be avanim. It's going to be a, a lot of mixed up stuff. Different letters that mean nothing to you and maybe just make you feel crazy. But what's going to happen eventually? All those avanim are going to become evan achas. They're going to be put in order. They're going to be one whole. And at some point in your life, it's going to make sense. You may not have all the answers, but it's going to mean something. So he says, that's the shot in the multiple stones that become one stone. That sometimes life feels like a lot of stones, a lot of letters, and they don't mean, seem to go anywhere. And we just feel like, what are you doing to me? And at some point in our life, focused, focused, it becomes one. And so what does he do? He takes the Evan, he makes it into a matzeva, and he pours oil on it. He says, you know what, God? I don't see it right now, but I'm going to come back here. I'm going to go spend the next, who knows how many years, 21 years that he goes to spend in love on house. And at some point, I'll come back around and I'll be back at the same stone. And when I come back at the same stone, I'm going to bring a Corbin to say thank you that, you know what, now it's starting to make some sense to me. 
But it didn't. Did it? I mean, at that moment, back later, he's still, it's still hard. His it's still hard. Still, it's still, it's still a mess. But at that point, when he comes back again, yeah. remember, he's running away from Asaph. From Asaph he has nothing. Right. Was that? And by the time he comes back, right. he has after all, he, he has Asaph. 11. He's, he has 11. Yeah. He's already gotten through Asaph. He's found himself a little bit. Right. And he now has, you know, 11 children at that point, I think. And he's really built himself up. It's not perfect. It's not all Tied up in a bow because it never is, um, and he. But he he has a little bit of sense of who he is now, right? He's not running away anymore. He's walking. He's going towards things. He's still going to have to conquer challenges, right? His name changes from Yaakov to Israel. He's become a person who can manage the challenges of life. Why? Because he's the Av of Marif, right? The Tefillah that you daven when you feel all alone in the dark and don't know where to go, and that's and that's what he says. You know, is the yeah? I like the the, the Achdas thing, the twelve stones. They make one. It's the 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 the, the It's very cute. It's very beautiful. It's a beautiful shot. But this to me is like, yeah, this is like you know, to me very very meaningful shot in this, in this story because it because it actually speaks to the whole story, right? What the whole yeah. story is really about. The whole story is that I'm running away in the dark. It fits his personality because as we were reading the text earlier, what I'm thinking is like, I mean, obviously, it's me that I'm putting on it. Maybe this, like, emphasis won't really there. But he seems, like, excited. And, oh, my gosh, this amazing dream I had. Like, this is a holy place. I have to make a core button. And he seems to, like, even though he's in the middle of a very tough thing that's happening, he's bringing, like, excitement and serving Hashem. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, He like, turns it into a... He turns his challenge into a Vodas Hashem. Yeah. And yes. it, so I think, like, this interpretation really fits with, like the persona we're starting to see from the text about you. It doesn't mean that he feels happy, right? He's there's still like scared a, and worried. But there's like a vigor of Abu There's a, yeah, there's like a, there's like a, there's like a, okay, I get it. Like, I can, mm-hmm. I can do this. And, and by the way, a sense of, I'm going to come back. Mm-hmm. He's going to a very scary place. Right. He says, Hashem, look, when I come back, when I come back, we'll come right back to the same spot. It's a very bold thing to say. He's almost like he has a belief that he can do it now. He'll be able to go to that to that scary place and come back there. Why can now he can take he can take the he knows he has a sh- I mean again, t- don't get me don't get me wrong. Hashem promised him he's gonna be fine. Right. But but that's the whole and that, that's part of the shot of the dream. What's the dream? The dream is Malachim from Eretz are, are leaving and the new Malachim from Chutzar are coming in saying to Hashem saying to him, don't worry. I know you're nervous. You're gonna leave. I'm not gonna be with you anymore. And the answer is I'll still be with you. It's gonna be hard, but I'll be with you if you, if you can remember that I'm with you. I'll bring you all the way back. It's very cool. All right. That's what I got. All right. Have a great day, everybody.